Right, good morning, everybody. If, uh, if we haven't met before, my name is Matt, one of the leaders here. If you're a guest with us, it's great to have you. And uh, yeah, I hope that you've had a, a good start to your Christmas day so far, nice and early. I thought my kids would be up bright and early. Jacob, 5.30, was up. Lucy, I think it was about 7.30, still fast asleep, trying to get her. Yeah, no, late night last night, busy day. It was good fun. So, I mean, everyone's different. Everyone's different. Anyone here struggle to wake up this morning? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But earlier than normal. Glenn, why did you make it at 8 a.m.? Really? Okay. Good. Okay. It's Justine. No. Shame on you. Okay. Um, so, I thought maybe to start us off, kids, I've got a little video for you guys, but also maybe for everyone. So, uh, the Christmas story, uh, according to kids. There we go. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure if that was going to fly for the kids, but I think that worked. There seemed to be some, some excitement over there. Um, I don't know if you could hear it properly. I think one of my favorites there was, it's not gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It was gold, frankenstein, and myrrh. I don't know if you saw. There was a little frankenstein. Oh, great. Uh, and, then, and then at the end, they kind of land there, and, and they said, uh, you know, it's going to change the world going to change the world. And then it stops. Um, did Jesus change the world? Did he not? Yeah. Many of us believe that he did. Um, so why did Jesus come? Why did you? Okay. Uh, kids at the back. Yeah. All the smart guys. Yeah. I see you. Why did, why did Jesus come? To save our sins. Yeah. Cool. Okay, grown-ups, we need some help here. Why did Jesus come? What's, okay. To save us from our sins. Fair enough. Yeah. To destroy our sins. Yo. Okay, we've got some top trump cards coming out here, I think. Did Jesus ever say why he came? He did, but it's not all nice. I've, I've just got a couple here. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 5, don't think I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Matthew chapter 10, I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against his mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. That doesn't sound good. Luke chapter 5, I've not come to call the righteous, but come to call sinners to repentance. Jesus says, Luke chapter 12, I've come to bring division. Gosh, John chapter 10, okay, this is a bit nicer. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I'll sign up for that one. John chapter 12, I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Matthew chapter 9, again, I've come not to call the righteous, but to call sinners. Jesus gives reasons for why he came. And the last one, and this is the one I want to look at today, John chapter 6. He says, I've come down from heaven, not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of my father, that everyone who looks on the son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. And so I know not many of us are here to have a nice 60 minute deep dive into the scriptures. So I'm going to keep this nice and simple today. I just want to look at this thing of eternal life. 
Jesus says, I've come because God wants all people to look on the Son and have eternal life. What is eternal life and how do we get it? So John chapter 6, if you have your Bibles, maybe you've got an app, something like that, I'm going to look at nine verses. In fact, the whole chapter would give you really good context here. But for the sake of time, I want to start at verse 32. And I'll read it. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it's not Moses who's given you bread from heaven. So if you remember, the the Israelites coming out of Egypt had no food, and miraculously God provides this bread from heaven, this stuff called manna. And so the crowd is saying to Jesus, Hey, you think you're someone great? I want to see a sign. Moses gave us manna from heaven. What have you got? And so Jesus says, It's not Moses who's given you bread from heaven, but it's my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sounds good? Life to the world. Sign me up. So the the crowd rightfully say, Sir, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you've seen me, and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Isn't that great? Whoever comes to me, I'm never going to drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me, And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of those he's given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Now, if you're a guest, maybe if you're not familiar with the church kind of stuff, there's a lot of Christianese in here, right? There's a lot of language that you're like, I don't actually know what what you're saying. And so uh, I'm going to do my best just to maybe explain some of this, but we're talking about eternal life. How do, we, how do we get it? What is this eternal life? What is this eternal life? Jesus said he's the bread from heaven. If we eat of him, we'll never go hungry. If we drink from him, we'll never go thirsty. Right, so, so why bread? Why water? Those are the two things we need for survival. You don't eat, you don't drink, you expire. Right? That's the end of it. But that's a physical thing. And Jesus is saying here, I'm the true bread from heaven. I'm the ultimate bread from heaven. That's not just spiritual. I think that refers to everything. You want to survive in every possible way. You want to exist in every possible way. Jesus is the one who brings that true life. And so, just for clarity's sake here, he's not saying you will never be dissatisfied. He's not saying you'll never be anxious or depressed or frustrated or sad or feel empty. He's talking about something that supersedes these things, that in spite of feeling those things or even fullness or joy or whatever it is, that ultimately he's the one who brings that life. And so on the last day, Jesus says he will raise them up. So the last day, in kind of Bible language, right, the last day is the day that Jesus would return. 
And he says, I will raise them to life. Now, who is Jesus to raise people to life? Well, he's the one who's been raised to life himself. Crucified, dead for three days. On the third day, the Father brings him to life. Resurrection life. And so the same life that raised Jesus from the dead, the same body, kind of body that Jesus has, says when he returns, those who've put their trust in him will have that resurrection life as well. That's a, that's a crazy belief. Anyone feel that's pretty wild? Right? That's the Christian belief, that when Jesus returns one day, there will be ultimate, true resurrection life. We get to enter into the same resurrection life as Jesus. But I love that in John chapter 17, Jesus brings another aspect to this resurrection life, to eternal life. John chapter 17, Jesus is praying this prayer to the Father, and it's recorded. And he says, this is eternal life. John 17 verse 2, this is eternal life, that they know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. Now, do you guys know Bill Gates? No, you don't. You know about Bill Gates. You know Ramaphosa? Or may, maybe one, I don't know, maybe someone's met Ramaphosa, maybe you partially know him. I don't know, maybe you hang out a little bit more regularly. But that's, that's, that's the thing is, we know about people, but we don't necessarily know them. And so Jesus is praying here, not that people would know about God, that they would hear his name, but that they would know him. This is eternal life, that they know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. So there's this resurrection life that we get to enter into one day with Jesus on the last day, but it's more than just, oh, hey, I'm alive again, and this is weird, but for eternity, but what are we going to do for eternity? You're going to know God. You know, be with God. And there is, in a sense, now in which we have this new life, if you put your faith and your trust in Jesus, you get to know this God, not just know about Him, not just come to church and read a book, and, but actually know him. Bible uses another word, fellowship. You have fellowship with God. Jesus came so that we might have eternal life, that we might know God, that we might know Jesus whom he sent. This little baby in a stinky stable makes this possible. I find that amazing. So how do we get this bread of life? Jesus is saying, I you know how you eat bread to stay alive? That's your basic need. I am your basic need. I'm your ultimate need. And that ultimate need is totally fulfilled in knowing God. But how do you get this? Well, the crowds say to Jesus, sir, give us this bread always. Like we want this, this bread. But you'll notice the crowds coming on their own terms. Earlier, Jesus says, you guys are here, actually, because I performed a miracle and a couple of thousand of you got to eat bread yesterday and you want some more of that bread. But it's more than that bread. This is, this is ultimate life. You aren't here for me. This is you just after signs and miracles and fancy stuff. Jesus said, you still don't believe. So listen to this language here. Verse 35 and I'm sorry, I'm going to bring out my teacher voice here, but I just want to emphasize one or two things. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. 
How, how do you get this life? You have to come to Jesus. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Verse 40, for my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise them up on the last day. Jesus' whole mission was centered around the cross, right? His crowning achievement is his death and resurrection, which is also crazy, right? That's, that's the highlight, the, the pinnacle of what you've done is to be slowly tortured to death. Really? Bah, it's the resurrection life that comes from that. So, yay, Jesus came. Yes, what did he come to do? To bring us back to God, to bring that eternal life. And so he deals with the root cause of our sin, or maybe we can say rebellion against God. If we are associated with Jesus on the cross and his death, then our sinful nature, that root cause in us, is also then crucified with him. And with that, the power of that rebellion, that, that thing inside of our hearts that says, man, I'm going to follow this thing, not God. I'm going to be in the driver's seat, not God. I'm going to do it my way, that way, not God. That root cause is crucified. That power then is broken. And we can be in right relationship with God. Previously, we gave him the finger. We did. And now that that is dealt with. He deals not just with the cause, but also with the consequence of our sin. There is a death, there's a separation that comes between us and God. And so now that death has taken place on the cross with Jesus. And as we associate with Jesus and his death on the cross, so we can have that resurrection life. What is that resurrection life? That will come one day ultimately, but it also is eternal life relationship with God, to know God, to have fellowship with God. That is why Jesus came, and that's why we celebrate. It's because we get to be in right relationship with God. Have you, have you ever got a Christmas present you didn't like? Yeah? yeah? Okay, I'd, I asked one of my kids, I don't want to embarrass them, so I'll just say one of the kids, said, you ever got a bad Christmas present? Yes, pants. <laughs> why is that a bad present? Says, I get pants at other times of the year. Why must I get it now for Christmas? Pants. Fair enough. Uh, someone else said a torch. Because it doesn't work. Um, in fact, yesterday, Jacob, for the first time, he, he drew pictures for each family member, and he made a cool little Minecraft box, and then he wrapped it up, and he proudly presented, here's your Christmas gifts. So we're like, awesome. So Lucy, who's four, opens it, and the, the look of, what the heck is this? <laughs> and then she walks off, much to Jacob's horror. She's like, and a couple of minutes later, she comes back, tears streaming down her face. Like she was expecting something, and it wasn't that. Right? And, and sometimes we're like, yeah, Jesus came, and then he, then he died, and that's supposed to be the big thing that we celebrate. Sometimes there's a little bit of like, that's not what I was looking for but it's what we need. It's our ultimate, ultimate need. And so what I'd like to encourage us to do today, maybe some of us are going to feed, we're going to eat a lot, right? And as we're eating, 
I'd love for us to just take a moment in amidst all the, this is awesome or this is not really what I wanted, whatever it is, as we're eating today, I want to invite you to go, God, this is going to feed me, but you know what? You are the ultimate feeding that I need. You are the ultimate life that I need. And how do we enter into that? That's relationship. It's knowing God. It's being with God. Know God. Not know about Him. Know Him. That is now the potential. It's there for us to do. Will you access that? Will you make use of that? So Jesus comes as a baby, and one of those purposes is so that everyone who looks on that baby, grown up, adult, on the cross, God himself, we look to that Jesus, come to that Jesus, put our trust into that Jesus. That eternal life is there. That resurrection life is waiting to be accessed. And so maybe that's a, for you, that might just be a fresh appreciation. Maybe for some of us, that actually means we need to take some time aside and say, God, here's a whole aspect of my life I want to invite. Just take that, put that on the cross. Just let this thing die. I want your life. I've been trying to get my own life. I've been trying to drive this thing for myself. I've been trying to find fulfillment and satisfaction. Maybe you've never done this ever before. And this true bread from heaven, this ultimate life, this knowing God sounds good, feels good. You know that is what you want. And this, this is not a sign on the dotted line. What do you have to do? You have to believe in Jesus. Not just believe that he's real. Historically, he was there, but that he actually died for you, for me. And to put your trust in that and say, Jesus, you say this is what you did, that you're not going to turn me away. I give my life to you. Forgive me of my rebellion against you. And to trust that that resurrection, that eternal life is yours. And it will be. It's not something you need to do anything more than that, but to trust in that. And you have a whole new life that starts. So I don't know where you land in those kind of categories. But I'd love for us just to take an opportunity, just a minute before we close, just to resurrection life, bread of heaven. How are you going to respond to that? His, the Father's will is that everyone who looks on the Son would receive that eternal life. Invite us just for a moment to respond as is appropriate, and then I will close the meeting. John chapter 6, verse 40. My Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Father, thank you so much that you loved us with such an incredible love that you sent your only son so that whoever believes in him would have eternal life. Help us to live in the fullness of this, not just to sign on the dotted line and move on, but God, help us to live in this life that you have for us. Father, we thank you for Christmas Day. We want to celebrate you even as we celebrate in many other ways. We want to make you the central point. So God, thank you for your generosity, for your love. Bless us, protect us, guide us, and lead us today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.